Welcome to the show. This is The Jam. The Jam, tugging at your sleeve like the annoying little kid you wish you never had. <laughs> Welcome with your hosts, Mark and Rob. The Jam. And welcome to the show with me, Rob. And me, Mark. Well, hey, well, this is our first show. It's our Christmas special. We thought we'd start with the Christmas special. And we've got lots coming up, lots of uh, lots of great stuff, so stick around. But first, we're going to just catch up, really, because, Mark, you're in Australia. I am, mate. I am. It's uh, finally ticked over to summer here. It's lovely 37 degrees, so, uh, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it, huh? Flipping it. To be honest, mate, today I went, I thought I'm going to go into town, go into Liverpool, get some stuff for Christmas. As soon as I walked out the door, it was just apocalyptic rain. Uh, and I oh, walked terrible. down the street for like two minutes and I thought, let's sod this. And I went home and I was completely drenched. So I actually got nowhere. So uh, you've, you've got loads of sunshine, whereas I'm complete opposite. Uh, not fun, mate. Not fun. That's why I moved. You need to get your visa sorted. Yeah, tell me about it, mate. Wish I could. Anyway, tell me about your week. It's been pretty hectic, mate. That's uh, that's Aussie for like bloody chaos. Uh, I moved. I moved this week, so you know, never a fun task. Always pretty, pretty tough times. But uh, got a man with a van, mate. But he let me down, which is not good. You know, I thought we could always trust our tradies, but uh, clearly not. Um, so I went out about it on my own. I went full Rambo, mate. Went out, full got Rambo. a van, did it myself. You know, lone wolf. Well, I say myself, my partner did help. So, you know, thanks to Jess for that. Um, but uh, I don't know about you, mate, but have you ever tried lugging a fridge down two flights of stairs? Fridge freezer, no less. Oh, well, the double bloody hell. I've done a, a chest freezer up a few flights of stairs and that nearly killed oh, me. But that was, so well, you had a tall, tall fridge freezer, was it? Yep. Just me, the fridge and the stairs, mate. Pure yeah. biblical stuff. Biblical oh, my God. Hey, that's like you know crucifix on the back kind of thing indeed so you know i'm there on my ass sliding down the stairs slowly with the old trolley trying not to uh at the same time rip my own arms off but then got <laughs> the added pressure of maybe crushing my partner who's in front of me trying to guide it down oh, but uh yeah pretty tough times mate pretty tough stuff but hey got it done put it all back together sitting pretty in that 37 degree heat on our new balcony so Ooh. who's winning now huh oh i bet that felt good though to get that get that done and dusted <laughs> it sure did mate it did but uh yeah so then we've all moved in but you know i'm not too sure about my luck going forward because i might have a gypsy curse on me oh what well exactly i was on the tram the other day so plenty of trams here in melbourne uh, hopped on one of the trams with a friend of mine. They get really crowded, obviously, as they do. And get on. Some man in front of us is... I don't want to stereotype here, but I think he might have been Greek. Um, but uh, he was pushing us and telling us to move. Couldn't move down, mate. No more room. Packed like a tin of sardines. And he just starts giving me this stare when I, you know, very firmly just be like, look, there's no more room. You know, trying to calm the peace, if you will. And he just proceeds to death stare at me and sort of mumble. And for the next 20 minutes is just staring at me and my friend. Even though we've moved to this point, now there's plenty of room. People have gone off. There's there's plenty of space. Still staring. So uh, a little concerned. But uh, like a true horror movie, as we pull up 
at one of the stops. He gets off. I think, relief. It's all over. But then as the tram pulls away, I look up and he is still staring as the train is moving and just <laughs> locks eyes the entire time. So, you know, I mean, I don't know what that means. Could be a blessing or a curse. But Maybe, um, maybe you're actually living a Stephen King novel or something. Potentially. It felt very, you know, we've all seen those movies where the bus disappears and then the scary person's either there or gone. Very much like that. Oh, wow. That does, that's really freaky. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, what, so, I mean, like, hopefully I'll be around to do a few more of these. We'll see. We'll have to see. <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope you don't meet this, this weird guy. I mean, it was locked in a death uh, staring match. What a strange I guy. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Some people are strange, man. Oh, I know. Man. You just got to just gotta roll with those punches and, and, you know, don't speak up. That's the rule here. You know, we've all been told to, you know, speak up and, and be vocal. And, but nah, just, just stay quiet. Stay in your corner. Be British and don't look and yeah. don't say anything. Stiff up a lip. Keep <laughs> calm and carry on. Well, uh, oh dear. I remember when I was in when I was in Melbourne. I don't know if it, were you with me. I'm sure you were. We went to the cinema Probably. to see Captain America: The Winter Soldier movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I yeah, got I'm pretty on, sure I was there. We got on. Oh, there was the one where we were sat in the the, the cinema, and I at some point. I think it all went quiet, and then they revealed who this written soldier was, and I went, "Oh yeah, I, I knew, I, I knew it was him." Right. And then everyone just laughed in the cinema. Were you there for that? <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't remember who there was. I must have been there that time, but so, I would have laughed too, Rob. I would have laughed too. <laughs> it was one of those moments where I just went, "Oh, I knew it was him," and I said it really loudly, a really quiet bit, and the whole cinema laughed. It was a brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> How did you feel having the support of all those people? I was, I was bes- beside myself. <laughs> ah, indeed, indeed. But uh, so anyway, the reason I brought this up: so we left cinema, went on to the onto the uh, the tram, mm-hmm. and as a, it was one of those old trams with the folding doors rather than the, you know the new. Right. So I, I was on the I got on the tram. I just put my hands up, up by just up hanging up the top, holding on to the yeah. rail. And because the, the doors are shut, but then suddenly the doors opened, which then trapped my arm in like some sort of chicken wing kind of like scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, ah, my arm, my arm. <laughs> I was just completely stranded. Everyone's like, oh, laughing. God. I was completely pinned with this door. Oh, my God. Uh, well, everyone, well, everyone probably had that same reaction like, just let him be, it'll figure itself out. No one wants to get cursed. He could be another crazy. <laughs> so I had to wait. I was like, ah, my arm, my arm. And then finally oh, the God. door released its death grip on my arm. And 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 yeah, I was finally you were free. brought back to life. Like you'd been resuscitated. Like you oh, just, mate. you know, briefly <laughs> passed to the other side there. I, I was paralyzed at one stage there on the arm. And, uh, it took a bit of skin off my arm. It actually was quite sore. Oh well, mate, we uh, we should get you a claim. That's, that's what I think. I think we there could be a claim in this. I mean, I don't know if there's any sort of uh, time limit on that on that, but you know, hey, give it a go. Well, I, I may, I may, I'm always up for claiming claiming anything, mate. But that that was a, quite a traumatic experience because oh, obviously I, everyone was laughing. You still remember as well, exactly. I mean, yeah, it hasn't yeah. left you. No, exactly. No nightmares and all that. So, uh, well, oh, well, on that theme of getting hurt, I, um, I've had a bit of a, a life-threatening week, Yeah, how was week, your actually? week, actually? Yeah, I was sorry, oh, I should have asked. Thank, no, thanks for asking, mate. It's okay, don't worry. So I've had two instances today where my life has been in danger. Right. So the first, the first thing was, well, we went go-karting, 
right, on Sunday, mm. my nephew's birthday. He's nine. Took a couple of friends oh. with him. So my, my um, so his parents are there. So my sister's, uh, you know, my, my sister's kid. So and and a few of us adults went. Even my mum had to go. And mm. they were go. So the kids are going really slowly on the go kart, go kart track, and. They were going really slow because they're on the little go-karts. And then we're whizzing round on the adult go-karts, which is so much faster. Plus yeah, the kids are going right. slow anyway because they're only nine. Breaking all and... the rules, aren't you, Rob? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, so, but the thing was, every time we <laughs> I got on, got on the track and then it took about five minutes for them to stop spinning because the kids kept losing control, spinning. The yellow <laughs> the yellow flags had come on. <laughs> we then have to go... We then have to go walking pace around. So I was like, for God's sake. And I was just like, uh, you know, I mean, I know that they're kids and that, but come on, you know, how many times can yeah, you spin? I mean, exactly, right? And, is it like, it's every five seconds. It's like, I've just literally, just first time I got up to speed and then bam, yellow lights come on again. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. So, uh, and then my sister crashed into one of the kids because they, two of them crashed. Oh, that, that sounds like a big claim, actually. <laughs> oh, are they all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get, kid got some ice cream at the end. It was fine. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. You know, you don't need to do a payout of like ten thousand dollars. Just a uh, lovely vanilla with some sprinkles sorted. Oh yeah, it's a good point. I probably shouldn't have said this though. So I put my sister in because my sister came around the corner and she had nowhere to go and just smashed straight into the side of this the kid's go kart. So he, his his race was over then. And we so uh, they put the red the red lights on so everyone had to stop and we sat there for ages waiting. So it was uh, <laughs> it's most of the time sat there not racing around. So but anyway, so. I just want to put some backstory there. We so once we've done the go karting, finally had a bit of chance to race around. We went to McDonald's afterwards. Kids wanted to go to McDonald's, obviously. Of course. And so I sat down, just got my fries. Everyone had started eating before me, so I started eating. And literally, the first, the first fry that I went to eat, I pretty much inhaled. So then I started to choke, and oh. and I, I was. <laughs> I was, Chew uh, your food, Rob. Chew your food. I know. Well, the, uh, so it sounded horrific, mate. It was like, <laughs> like proper, proper. Like I was, I couldn't breathe, man. It was proper bad. Like so Satan I, I, was uh, speaking to you in your it sleep. Was like, yeah, it was like wow. the exorcist, mate. It really was. I was like, ah. Oh. So then, I, so I sort of tapped my sister on the shoulder. I was like, <laughs> like I couldn't breathe, and she sort of was like, "What are you doing?" Like no sympathy at all. And then my brother-in-law came oh, over, God. gave me a bit of a whack, and I was like. <laughs> I managed to sort of slightly dislodge it because I was I was panicking a bit because I really yeah, couldn't. Yeah, well, it yeah. was horrible, mate. It was one of the worst ones. I've, I've done it a few times. I yeah, I keep doing it. So, and and then afterwards, so I finally make <laughs> regain sort of like um, a passage of airway, you know, airway passage. Mm-hmm. And then my sister starts having a go at me, like as if I'd caused a scene. Uh, I was like, classic like siblings, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like, you're showing off, you know. You've had your moment on the go-kart. Stop showing off. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, maybe I was in, but I don't know. It was a very strange reaction. She just started going, what are you doing? What, you know, having a go at me? I was like, just leave it alone. I just nearly died, you fool. Oh, so, God. Yeah, no sympathy. She, absolutely zero. So, and then there was some um, brother-in-law's mate, Sam. He was laughing his head off at us two because I was like, you know, Piss off, Charlotte. Le- yeah. I've just nearly died, and you're having a go at me. Just leave me alone. So obviously, all well, those kids around on the other tables are all looking at. You know, maybe I just was too embarrassing. But when that's nothing uh, new. So no, I was kind of hoping, like maybe for a little bit more. Like kids were crying, you know, <laughs> like kids screaming, like "Mommy, what's that man doing?" <laughs> I, I just yeah. don't think people care that much, to be honest, mate. 
No, well, that's it. We'd, uh, yeah, you know, that whole bystander culture or something or other. I don't know, maybe you've heard of it. But, yeah, people just thank God for the uh, the brother-in-law, huh? Giving you the old pat on the back. Yeah, yeah, I did most of it myself. I don't want to give him too much credit because he's got a big oh. enough as it is. So, oh, you know, okay. but he did, you know, he did help. So I'll give him some, you know, you know some okay. credence. For Whoever that. you are, thank you for saving Rob's life. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty scary. But I, I'm, I'm over it. But... So this brings me on to my second near-death experience this week. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Wow. Double barrel. <laughs> I was waiting, I'm waiting for the third one. I'm not sure when that's supposed to be. but uh, So this was while I was at work. So I teach people to drive. And mm. my student just finished. We're just teaching them left and right turns. So she just conquered that. So we, literally it was the first time of her driving home by herself, which is, right. uh, I think that's quite a uh, you know big moment for someone driving. And uh, so we're just driving down this road. And there was cars waiting to turn right, so to turn in front of us. Uh-huh. And we were just driving along. And, you know, you don't ever think that someone would take a gap that really isn't there. So No, you'd like to think, yeah. You know, they're experienced drivers, and he was an older guy. Well, you know, he's a middle-aged guy. And he just goes for this gap that's not there. I mean, we, li- we were almost at the junction he wants to turn into, and he just goes to pull out in front of us. And honestly, I, <laughs> I was... Basically, I, I did an emergency stop. Luckily, my instinct took over. I slammed the brakes on as hard as I could. We just came to a screeching halt. Oh. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> I shouted yeah, that really loudly. And I'm not exaggerating. It was so close. It was one of those things. It looked like it was like the car that had tried to crash into us. It got like, zoomed in. Like, we, we came, it was right. so, you know, we skidded to a halt. And we kind of, the car got, just got really big. It was, I don't know, because it, it was quite a high, high car. And yeah. It was, it, and, so that was a, almost a really, really bad uh, ending to that story. Um, but luckily, my instincts took over. I slammed the brakes. And I got it. We skidded for quite a long time, and I was just like, Jeez. "Oh my gosh!" I was like, and I looked at my student. I said, uh, "You okay?" <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah." She was completely really? unfazed by the whole affair. Yeah. And, oh wow! Uh, I was just like, <laughs> "How?" Well, I mean, how? I was going to say, you know, is she a bit younger? She has no sort of. Uh... What am I trying to say? I guess no sort of fear of death, you know, just fearless. Yes, that's probably that. I mean, she's quite laid back. Uh, But it it was, you know, I was surprised. But I think, obviously, if we'd we'd actually not stopped in time, I think it might have been a different story. But Yeah, well, you know, what a... Yeah, sorry, carry on. No, I was just saying, um, just, it was... I'm just so glad that, you know, my instincts took over. I slammed the brakes on as hard as I could. And, yeah, saved us from a lot of... Hassle the guy was like, oh, sorry. I was yeah, like, why, why would you do that? Well, I t- you know, because people treat learners with so so much disrespect. It's it's actually quite frustrating. Well, that's it. That's what I was going to say. Like, what an actual idiot. Because obviously, yeah, you're in a learner car. So there's kind of, you know, it's not even the case of, oh, you know, a learner out and you've stuck up a little magnetic L and it's like fallen off like some bizarre scenario there. Like, he could clearly see you're in a learner car. So that's, yeah, damn. What a prick. Um, I know. Unfortunately, when they see the L plate on the roof, they think I'm going to pull out front now because they're probably driving really slow. But we're not. We're driving right. the speed limit, you know. And they go, "Oh, I could beat them," and they don't ever speed up enough, so we have to slow down, or you know what I mean? Or they yeah. pull out in front. It's just it, it's the idiocracy is mind blowing, mate. It really yeah. is. So, Especially so, in the UK as well. I mean, I was going to say driving there's you know the narrow roads are tiny. I mean, you go to well here in Australia, learning driving is pretty straightforward in comparison you know you got cars parked on either side of the road you still got plenty of room in the uk it's like you know tetris 
Yeah, it really is. Like, you you know, the whole cars, you have to really teach them properly how to deal with it. And, and people just don't, they go around and people just drive around the corner and they can't see what's around the corner. They just carry on driving the speed limit. It's, I don't know, they're just the, the, the part of people's brain seems to be missing when it comes to yeah. in, in the car. They think they're invincible. But uh, so, yeah. Well, I think you're invincible, Rob, because you've almost died twice. <laughs> we need to thank the good Lord for bringing you here so we can continue our work. Peace be with you, sir. Peace be with you. Peace be uh, with you. So I'm a very lucky man this week, actually. I should do the lottery, shouldn't I, really? You should. You definitely should. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Well, well I mean, it's been a yeah, quite eventful week, so I think that about... <laughs> So I think uh, yeah, I feel right. exhausted already. I was going to say. I mean, I, I feel like I need to watch my back now. I mean, you're, <laughs> I'm cursed. You're probably cursed. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've, I think I've had that feeling. I've been cursed for quite a long time, especially with electrical goods. But we'll come to that story another time. I reckon there's uh, a few things to say. Right. It was good to catch up with you, Rob. And we will be back after these messages for some Christmas comparisons. Christmas comparisons. It's not quite sleigh bells that you're going to start hearing, but it's more that lovely, sweet sound of flip-flops hitting the pavement and a toxic aroma of sunscreen in the air. Because it is summer. It's We're looking at like 37, 40 degrees, people. It's uh, pretty, pretty deadly stuff. Um, first off, Chrissy. There's your first thing. It's, Who's uh, Chrissy? It's not a not a who but a what, mate. That's Christmas. That's here. Got to get down. Oh, with this oh god! It sounds horrible, Chrissy. I know it's a bit weird. It sounds like a sort of preteen girl's name from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that doesn't sound right, Chrissy. It's not even. Mm, I, I know. It's not. It sounds sort of like abrasive. Yeah, it does. You know, especially an Australian accent as well. It's like you know, Chrissy. Well. It's near to Chrissy. Yeah, yeah exactly, mate. <laughs> Just say Christmas. Why is it shortened? At least they're flying the flag for Christmas, eh? No Xmas or Happy Holidays here. It, it's just the same amount of syllables as well, so you just say Christmas. It's just the same, isn't it? I mean, I don't see... Anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being old and, and English about it. Yeah, mate, you need to calm down, chill out a little bit. Oh, sorry, you mate. Know, it's 40 sorry. degrees out. Sorry, sorry. Carry on, mate. Oh, I'll leave you, leave you to that. Well, considering all of this hot weather, we don't want to be slaving over a roast turkey now, do we? So uh, it's all seafood and uh, salads over here, mate. None of your Yorkshire puds or gravy. Oh, no way. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, dear. Uh, sounds like I've got roast potato in my throat. Uh, that would be a crying shame. I understand, though, if it's freaking hot, you don't really want to be making it 50 degrees in the kitchen. But uh, Exactly. Yeah. I, I mind you, being on the beach on Christmas, it sounds pretty cool, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a perk. And, you know, you can still put on your uh, your Santa hat, you know, and just wear your board shorts. Or instead of the old ugly Christmas sweaters, you can just get yourself a rashy, mate. That's, uh, yeah, that's right. That's not, a, that's not some sort of infection from the coral. Uh, it's actually a... <laughs> oh, it's more of a... I guess not a wetsuit. It's just like a. It, you wear it basically to stop yourself getting stung by the jellies. So. Oh yeah. right. Well, why do they call it? Why do they call it a jelly suit then? Oh, I don't know because it sounds a bit gross. I don't. know, I'm not too sure. Yeah, but rashy sounds like an STI, doesn't it? You've got me there. You're right. You're right. Well, you know, maybe we'll leave that up to a vote so we can throw that up somewhere, see what people think. But you are right. 
A jelly, a jelly suit. There you go. Sounds a bit more whimsical, I guess. But what's it? What's yabbies? They're kind of like a lobster, maybe a bit smaller, more like crayfish, I guess. So, you know, think of a, think of like a nice meaty prawn, but just bigger. But it's all about the fire safety, okay, kids. Um, so there, are, you got to be, you know, got to know your whereabouts. Got to make sure you've done your research on the whatever state you're in. You know, hop on their website because it could be a fire ban. Basically, if you're if you're gonna like start hauling down your own charcoal and everything, it's probably not not a good idea. Oh, okay, mate. It sounds actually sounds pretty cool because uh, it's you know it's freezing cold over here. Um, and I don't know, some people seem to really like the cold. I don't really understand this. People have that whole thing about layers, right? So you can either take layers off um, for when it gets warm or it's easy to put layers on. There's there's some weird logic about that. Yeah, I'm not really sure myself either, to be fair. I definitely prefer to be hot, though. Yeah, I'd, you know, take, give me a... As long as it's sunny, actually, you know? Even because I lived in Canada for a while, so it's like, yeah, it gets crazy cold, but... The thing about the UK is we're looking at pretty much a grey colour for most of the time, you know. It's very gloom. Um, but yeah. Yes, that's why that's why we're so all so sarcastic, I think, basically. I think. Well, that's it, mate. When the weather's laughing at you, you just gotta laugh along. You gotta make sure that you find a sense of humour in it all. Uh, you know, why wouldn't you want to be able to wear shorts every day and a t shirt and flip flops? I mean um, I mean yeah. Sorry, sorry, thongs. Oh no, don't even get me started on that. Thongs. Stupid name for a bloody footwear. It sounds wrong, mate. You can't call somebody put on your feet thongs. I'm trying my best to integrate over here, so I'm going to have to back the corner of the thong, unfortunately. I'm going to have to go with that one. I know. Unbelievable. Sold your soul there, mate, unfortunately. You know, immigration uh, might listen to this, and uh, this could affect my whole thing. You know, they might pull me up and be like, excuse me, Mr. Murphy, you... uh, you knowingly call them flip-flops uh, when you know they're thought. So, you know... Well, you've changed, mate. You've changed. Uh, uh, you know, not cool, man. Not cool. Anyway, 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 moving on. Sorry, I told you, you shouldn't get me started on those. Yeah. Well, why don't you give us the rundown of uh, the British Christmas? The stiff upper lip. The Maybe you'll find a two pence in your Christmas pudding, but if you don't, don't cry about it. Yes, the the uh, satsuma you might have in your stocking, or the uh, emotionally repressed Christmas dinner—that's always fun. Ah, um, of course. Yeah, it's classic, really, isn't it? Textbook. Uh, so, uh, we'll go wake up. I mean, in my in my house, Christmas. When growing up, we weren't allowed to eat anything until the actual Christmas dinner. So, but then. But then, you know, mother would put out uh, like little bowls of chocolate, like sliced up Mars bar and uh, Milky Way and Snickers and loads of like Maltese and Smarties all around the house. So we just ate that. So although we weren't allowed to, I just ate chocolate for four hours and then we then we had dinner. So uh, the turkey was ready. Yeah. So chocolate for breakfast. I wasn't complaining. I'll be honest. Fair enough. So then we, uh, yeah, open the presents, you know, stay inside. You're not going outdoors anytime soon. It's all a very much of an indoor affair. That's true. Open your presents. Obviously, these days, that doesn't really take very long. Cue the sad music. And the, yeah, then have your dinner, which is turkey, 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 or I don't know, mostly turkey. Potato, you have your veg, uh, your carrots and all that, um, you know, and Brussels sprouts, and no one really eats Brussels sprouts, but we still have them because it's Christmas. Yeah. And then 
you know, garnish. you eat so much. But oh, well, pigs in blankets. But obviously, in America, apparently, pigs in blankets is pastry around a sausage. But that's just stupid. What a yeah. waste of time. Get the old bacon around it. That's proper. That's that's, that's amazing. True. I mean, especially the Americans. I mean, fuck, they're like ridiculously you know known for going overboard and you thought that they would have basically seen that was the natural progression and uh they've gone and done something as ridiculous as wrap pastry that's just stupid i know i know it's not like it's not a sausage roll sausage roll is not christmas okay it's a stupid stupid thing so um well my friend actually um my friend kyle she she had thanksgiving the other day and she sent me some pictures of her i mean she's made all these pies it's really it's crazy the amount of food they have for for Thanksgiving, giving, uh, mm. and it's uh, yeah. I mean, they're just. I mean, a lot, so much. They have so much food. I mean, we have enough food at Christmas anyway. But um, she just showed me all the stuff she made. It was amazing. Um, wow. Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say with the, that thing, they usually have. Uh, there's a weird dish. I don't know if you can call it this. I'm not really sure what to call it. But it's basically where you take uh yams so sweet potatoes but then you melt marshmallows on top under the grill oh. that's a that's a side dish um i mean <laughs> there you go thanksgiving only apparently oh well that that doesn't sound something i'd sweet potato no no, I no know. that's I too much throw that out there since you got onto the thanksgiving thing but uh yeah no, no that's that's too much man that's that's i mean fair play but oh, i don't I don't think I could eat that. It's too. It's no. just a weird combination. I know. Like, I know. We well, already mixed had... something sweet with something sweet. So what's the benefit? I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose one day someone went. Well, we've only got sweet potato or yams, and we've only got marshmallows left. So they must have just gone. Well, let's see what happens. And I don't know. That's mad. So you're you're just you're basically saying necessity is the mother of invention. Is what you're. <sighs> no at. way. I am. Didn't even realise. How crazy. Yeah, there you go. Um, You're so, smarter than you think. <laughs> oh, yay! Uh, so, so yeah. So about uh, dinner, I'm sure I've missed some stuff off the Christmas uh, dinner. Then, but the trouble is, like, once you've eaten all that food, honestly, I can't eat. I can't eat another thing. I mean, it's always too much. Try and go for seconds, and it's too much. Then, um, straight after, I mean, well, my family, they, the rest of them, they're all stuffed, and then they go, oh, they bring out the Christmas pudding, which I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I don't partake in that because. I mean, yeah, it's, not, it's, not it smells bad. nice, but it's got currants and weird stuff oh. in it. So um, I like Horror. the fact you set, it, you set it on fire, a bit of brandy, set it on fire. That's pretty cool. Practically, it's like the theatrics, right? I mean, whoever came up with that was probably the original Heston, you know, somewhere in bloody old Queen Victoria's basement there, you know, on the lower deck. You know, back in the day, they had so many, you know, they didn't, they could wash properly. So there's the only way to actually True. make it dis- disinfect it. So just set it on fire. Sterile. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you actually spoke earlier about eating at home for dinner, but, you know, I mean, it seems to be a growing thing now. A lot of people go out. I don't know what your views are on that. Like, you know, there's a quite a lot of places these days, like your sort of Toby Carveries that stay open for Christmas dinner, which I'm not really... I mean, it should definitely be an at-home thing, I think. I mean, it's just lazy, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean... I mean, you know, you're going somewhere else, then you can't just go and lie on the sofa, you know, eat your stuff. You can't just go down and just chill out. You've got to sit there and actually carry on talking to people. Yeah, that's a very good point. You've got to deal with this social etiquette of being twice your size you were, you know, half hour ago and then having to sort of converse with a stranger, a.k.a. the waiter. Yeah, that's not really... It's not what Christmas is about. I just feel... I'd feel bad for the people working there. I mean... You're working on Christmas Day, man, and that's uh, that's the one day you should have off at least.
I mean, go to the pub. I mean, I used to work in pubs and I'd go, you know, they'd open for two hours because that was just a social event. We'd all have a drink. It's all good fun. And then you go home. But um, I think that's quite a cool tradition. Go to go to the pub for a couple of hours. Um, well, we've got some fun facts or fun facts or not so fun facts, actually, about Christmas. Should we, uh, should we entertain the listeners with some of these? Sure. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, right. Cool. I've got a few here, so I'll pick. Uh, did you know uh, Jingle Bells was actually written for Thanksgiving, but not Christmas? What? Yes, I know. Shocking, really. Uh, it was Very written shocking. in 1857 by Mr. James Lord Pierpont. What a straight, what a cra- mm. cracking name that is. Um, it was actually under the title One Horse Open Sleigh. Uh, it was supposed to be the um, for the composer's Sunday school class during Thanksgiving as a way to commemorate the the famed Medford sleigh races, Jingle Bells. So Jingle Bells was also first first song to be broadcast from space. Wow. Well, there you go. I mean, that's definitely something that uh, we want to be sending out there as well to, to anyone who might find us. Jingle Bells. That's, you know, <laughs> first contact with humanity. Brilliant. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, so, you know, it's a non-threatening tune, I suppose. True. That's very true. Okay, um, so do you, have you got any? So, well, um, there's a Christmas tree in Trafalgar Square uh, every year for Christmas. It's actually donated by the people of Oslo in Norway. Just a thanks, just a big old thanks for the assistance during World War II. So there you go, mate. Thank those people of Norway. You're welcome, Norway. Yeah, anytime you look up. Anytime you look up. At the tree, sorry. I was, I was, I had a bit of a home alone moment. I sort of was in my mind as I was oh. telling you this thing. I was, I was there. I was basically there. I may be in Melbourne, but in my mind and spirit, I was at that tree. Oh, right. It's a pretty goddamn big tree, isn't it, really? Yeah. Oh, well, fair play, Norway. I mean, they, they, you know, it's a pretty big tree and it looks pretty cool. Um, how long, how long does it, where did they, what did they just mulch it afterwards, you think? I don't know, mate. Yeah, probably just sort of strip it down, turn it into feed for the cattle or something. I have no idea. For I don't know, send it off to the zoo. Who knows? I was I was listening to um, a different podcast the other day. Um, this woman wrote in saying about the weirdness thing. It's like a weirdness Amnesty did on the um, Ellis John and John uh, Ellis John and uh, no, I can't remember the names. Really annoying. But anyway, the podcast and this girl uh, rang in. She said that she ate. The pines of a Christmas tree. Oh well, I'd, they are edible, I think, but I don't know if like you'd actually want to eat them. I don't know. I'm not going to get it sick, but yeah. But then it might be because someone, some other caller rang in and said that they, uh, they, uh, they might, you know, treat you with pesticides and all sorts of stuff like that. So oh, it's probably well, not a good idea. Oh, yeah, probably um, not best. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Or especially if it's a used Christmas tree and someone's like sprayed that horrible glitter paint on it or something, you know, just to make it look jazzy. I don't know. Yeah, probably not ideal to be picking off of, you know, there's a lot more stuff you could be scavenging, I guess, rather than the pines of a, uh, the needles of a pine tree or after Christmas. I don't know. It's pretty but strange. Each How would you? Each yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's pretty strange though. Uh, okay, so my next fun fact, Rudolph's nose, uh, red nose is Probably the result of a parasitic infection of his respiratory system. Yes. Um, Apparently, uh, this guy wrote a book, uh, Roger Heifeld, The Physics of Christmas, from the aerodynamics of reindeer to the thermodynamics of turkey. Uh, These stretched it. The thermodynamics, wow. So, so Rudolph's red nose due to a parasite. Um, Apparently, Rudolph's... But then Rudolph's relationship with the parasite is symbolic. After all, the red nose illuminates the path through the winter night 
for the whole reindeer team. So he can live with the parasite as long as everyone else is happy. Yeah, well, like you said, it's like a well, he's, it's a symbiote. Yeah, it's just leeching off him. Okay, well, that uh, definitely brings some new light, haha, pun intended, to that character, I guess. Yeah, a bit like Venom, the film Venom, right? Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like a symbiote, right? Yeah. So just sort of feeding off. Very the... clever. Very clever. Using words from other things. That's nice. You got anything else? Any other fun facts? Well, I could tell you that tinsel was invented in 1610 in Germany and was actually made of real silver back in the day. So, you know, probably only something worthy of the aristocrats. But now you Yeah, can that sounds it. like him. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I just think it might actually. What would that cut you? Yeah, true. I guess so. I mean, it must have just been... It must have been noisy as well. You know, not like this fluffy thing that we've got going on now. It, it would have just been clanking around like... I don't know. Like Marley's Change from Scrooge. That's also Christmas-related. They're well done, mate. Well done. Uh, a bit like a wind chime, a Christmas tree wind chime. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess, yeah. And then now I was just going to say, now it's the sort of stuff you buy in Poundland. How the mighty have fallen. Yes, the uh, fire, um, you know, the huge fire risks everywhere over everyone's house. They, uh, oh, you know, yeah, that's true. People have candles and stuff, and this tinsel will go up like that. Oh, I know, yeah. No one's no one's been checking that for the whole, like, flame, flame retardant stuff. Now, nah, that's... Uh, no one's doing that check. Not on your one pound. Well, now that asbestos is out the window, mate, you, you're done for. We haven't got really got a chance, have we? Yeah, that's true. That's true, mate. Um, but yeah, tinsel, not a favourite of mine, I must admit. Really tacky. I think growing up, I had it around every picture frame. Uh, and we still had the stuff from the 70s. So it's pretty much, you know, got those crazy colours. It was like neon turquoise and, and sort of like emerald green. I don't know. Just not not a fan. Oh, that sounds nasty. Um, okay, well, yeah. um, so with Santa, obviously there's the whole getting Santa... Um, and uh, how he's going to get around the world and deliver all these presents in time. So, according to the United Nations Children Fund, which is UCEF, there are 2,106 million children under the age of 18 in the world. Mm-hmm. If we assume that each household has an average of 2.5 children, Santa will have to make 842 million stops on Christmas Eve, travelling 221 million miles. Given the different time zones, Santa has 36 hours to deliver gifts, Therefore, its average speed will be approximately 650 miles per second. It is less than the speed of light. Um, therefore, it's theoretically doable, but it could still be quite hard for a chubby old man. But uh, I suppose that's uh, that's good enough for me. Wow. There you go. I, I like that we've got some solid facts in there. And and the fact that it is doable, that's, that's pretty good. I was going to say, like, um, especially with Google Maps these days, right? Exactly. Well, you can track Santa, can't you, on that thing on, you know, on Tinternet. You can on the World Wide Web. Big fan, big fan. If they said it, if they had to go speed of light, then that would have been ridiculous. That would have been way too far fetched. But, but the fact that you know he's only going what was it eight, um, 36, 650 miles per second. I mean that's that sounds about right. It's nothing, mate. I mean I'm sure like the latest Tesla gets up to about that. And anyway, so yeah, that's true. Jobs yeah. good. So fair play to the old man. He does pretty. He does. I mean he only works really one night a year. So I suppose. It's quite good. I, I like that. Get all your work done in one night and then just chill for the rest of the year. Go, you know, go... Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, go and uh, chill out on Hawaii or something. Well, that's what I was going to say. Imagine if you could get all your driving lessons done at that speed. 
you'd be done, mate. You'd be done in uh, no time. <laughs> you really Sorted. would. You really Rest would. of the year's a holiday. I'd have, to, I'd have to be timed by, uh, you know, charged by the nanosecond. That's true. Well, you know, I mean, that could be arranged, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, so not really a fact here, this one, just a quick tidbit, but, uh, you know, we're in Australia, well, I'm in Australia, and so we have Christmas Island is an island here in Australia. Um, not so much of a fact, like I say, just more of a little FYI, mainly known for its crabs, not the sexual transmitted kind, just the, uh, just giant crabs, mate. They sort of migrate every year over the, over the island. It's a bit of a, one of those kind of wonders to kind of see, I guess. Um, you, they're huge, aren't they? They're massive. Aren't they called like burglar crabs or something? Or I think robber crabs or something? so, yeah. They're, they're, they're just huge. So they, you know, you, even if you've got a 4 by 4 you, you don't really really want to have to go through a patch of them because it's just going to cost you a lot more hassle and getting it, getting them out from underneath the car, basically. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah. The old uh, yeah, cool. Christmas Island. Well, I saw, um, I think um, Brian, Brian Cox went there. Oh, um, yeah. He he was sat there and they kept trying to crabs trying to nick its camera bag all the time. He was trying to take it off it and they kept grabbing yeah. the camera bag and just wandering off of it. Like, oh, brilliant! So they do they do try and like try and nick stuff off you. So I uh, keep your wallet keep your wallet in your front pocket. Yeah, I can only assume they're trying to maybe like you know build a. I was going to say a nest, but they don't nest. That's just ridiculous. But again, if anyone does know, please uh, inform us. I suppose this is the this is the whole thing of them having no predators or whatever on the island. That's why they got so big. I guess so. That that does make sense. Yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, that's a good point. I was gonna say if you adhere to that whole, uh, like you say, no predators. So it's a bit like the kiwi bird, I guess. Back in New Zealand, had no natural predators. You could basically just walk up to it and just pop it into your mouth. It'd walk right in because it had no qualms. It really had no other predators out to get it. So, yeah, Na- naive. The bloody fools. Oh, dear. So, did you know that two weeks before Christmas, which is almost now, isn't it, uh, is, mm, is one of the, the two um, the two most popular times for couples to break up? Oh, oh, that's a bit sad. That's not... Yeah, I know. Oh. Well, apparently, analyze, data analysed from Facebook posts and statuses, couples are most likely to end their relationship two weeks before Christmas and two weeks after Valentine's Day during the spring break. Uh, Christmas Day, however, is, so Christmas Day, however, is the least favourite day for breakups. Well, I can understand that. That would be pretty. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, everyone has the decency not to do that, I guess. But would you like if you um, if you propose someone on Christmas and then obviously it all goes horribly wrong, then you know that's would that taint Christmas for, for a little while? <laughs> oh, I think at least. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? With being once a year, it's like yeah. Instead of time passing, I guess like. Um, yeah, as soon as the next Christmas rolls around, or, yeah, that's all you're going to think about, isn't it? It's like the last... So you're going to have to probably... Because it happens on an annual event, it probably would take at least maybe two, two years for it to sort of die off, I guess, the the horrible, crushing pain. Um, but I do believe those stats, though, considering it's Facebook we're dealing with, who, you know, have all of your data, ours included. Yeah, it'd be pretty depressing having to trawl for all those old photos. Christmas ruined for at least two years. Yeah! Well, on that note, it's time to move on to our next segment, which is Christmas traditions from around the globe. After these messages. 
Well, don't be left out in the cold this Christmas. Make sure you got some stock of firewood. Get your butts down to Holy Smokes. The only place using recycled crucifixes is firewood. You can breathe easy knowing the Lord's in your lungs. Our prices are crazier than a leper. Buy now and get a bottle of my homemade cologne. We got all your favorite scents. Communion wine, old books. My personal favorite, sin. That's Holy Smokes up in Stage 29. Get down there today. Welcome to The Jab, where fact and fiction collide, making a fict or a faction. Which one you decide. So, Mark, uh, what are these uh, these world traditions that you've uh, you found? Hit me. With I will. I will hit you. Just Actually, it's kind of... Uh, kind of bit of a pun intended given the first one uh so catalan so we've got the region of spain so probably where most people are familiar with going for barcelona that's all the catalan region um so holidays we all hang stockings we'll have a little santa claus sitting on the shelf uh, maybe fiber optic if you can afford that anyway so what we've got here is tio de nadal uh well, tennis not- player no, I was going to say, yeah, not the tennis player. Oh, um, no, this character is actually a log that you would go out and fetch from your, you know, surroundings. Um, and then you sort of bring him in. You know, it's a bit, not so necessarily in Spain, I was going to say. But, you know, it's getting a bit colder. It, winter's coming. So you bring him inside, paint a little happy face on him, and then you start feeding him like some sort of street urchin you found and you start by um, painting a face like I said, uh, put a little hat on him feed him and then what it's what is called the Feast of Immaculate Conception which sounds more like a sort of death metal band's you know, album <laughs> title uh, you give it a little bit to eat every night and then cover him with a blanket so it doesn't get cold, you know. It's very oh, lovely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Very sweet, you know. You know, Christmas time of giving and you know being uh, heartfelt. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that one. Towards uh, a log. Exactly towards a log, mate. You know, maybe you could see it. Maybe as more of a giving back to Mother Nature. So you've got your little Tio de Nadal. Uh, he's taking a break from the tennis. So you bring him inside, feed him. And then the days leading to Christmas. So it depends on where you are, I think. Like it's either Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, depending on. You basically bring him in, keep him warm, and then you beat him with a stick <laughs> after placing him partially into the fireplace. You beat him with a stick and order it to poop or take a <laughs> shit, whatever you like. Um, I know, it's pretty what? crazy. I know, it's pretty nuts. But hey, look, I mean... It works, I'm assuming, because, you know, hey, people wouldn't keep doing it if it wasn't given out, I guess. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of that one, the Catalan region, old Tio. What? The, the... I know. So where do they find this log from? Just go out there and find a, a bit of a tree. Um, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I can imagine nowadays you probably pop down to your local uh, carrefour or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or whatever, and go and get your got a face painted on it but that's for the lazy people mate you know so you know if you're gonna be traditional you gotta go and get your log paint your little smiley face and whilst it stares back at you with that lovely little doughy look you start smacking it with a stick and just keep commanding 
Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> crazy. Crazy so, stuff. So you put food in the front and then, and yeah, it's actual food. And then, oh, wow, what? And then, and then. Well, you... it's a bit like one of those baby dolls where you're not really giving it food, but I guess it's right. more than gesture, I guess. Oh, right. Then you just, then you just absolutely batter it with a stick and. Um, yep. And... and just sort of keep shouting it, basically, like, take a shit. Give me, <laughs> give me a present. That's. <laughs> Pretty wow. much the gist of it. I know. I I wish there was more info, but from what I found, it's it's pretty much as straightforward as that. We're clearly the weird ones because we just don't understand the custom. No, uh, no. Yeah. That, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Um, that's 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 blowing my mind. I've never heard anything so 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 different. I know. Well, if you're finding yourself, mate, not getting so many good presents every year, just give it a try. I mean, does, maybe it doesn't have to be a massive log. Could be a bit of like timber you got laying around. Paint a face on it. It's all about the ceremony, I think. Right. Okay. It's probably well, maybe... one of those like bringing. It's kind of like probably bringing luck. I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling here. Yeah. I mean, you know, I suppose it's a new friend you've got for the, the Christmas period. You know. Exactly. Well, there you go. I mean, might be good for uh, for Nan. She's not got anyone around, or <laughs> you know, give her a log. Give her a log. Okay, well, fair enough. See, help in the world. Um, okay, any other any other um, crazy traditions that you could tell me about? Uh, well, now, we've got uh, something that's a bit dark and a bit uh, not uh, so as nice. If you can, well, basically, compared to the uh, beating the shit out of a stick, quite literally, uh, that was nicer. <laughs> uh, so we've got the Krampus, which is uh, Ooh, okay. a... Yeah, exactly. Very scary. I'm not too sure how he would sound as a person. It's either going to be like very. Grampus. Yeah, it's going to be. The Grampus is <laughs> all. It's going to be something like that. Or it's probably going to be very eloquent. Like, you know, I bet if you met the devil, but he spoke in a very eloquent, posh English accent, you know, like very well to do. Hello, my friend. The Grampus. Um, exactly. <laughs> or just a theatrical but basically imagine mr tumnus but uh just a little bit off i guess is probably the easiest way to you know imagine <laughs> imagine, Aus one. imagine australian one. Oh, i'm the krampus um, yeah pretty much yeah i haven't got quite time to be doing what i'm doing so uh yeah well i was gonna say what it does but let me get around to that because i don't want to give it away but basically it's a half goat <laughs> half demon so that's what we're dealing with here Basically, it goes around during the Christmas period and punishes children. So, you know, you thought you had it bad when you got a bit of coal, mate, but uh, mm. you didn't get the Krampus knocking on your bedroom door. Bloody hell. I yeah. know. There's uh, a few so kids yeah, that could do with this. It's me and this exactly. guy. Exactly. You know, I mean, this could be something that maybe we should roll out nationwide, you know. It could be a service. Um, <laughs> steady, steady. I know. But anyway, basically... Uh, <laughs> In some things that I found, so in some sort of like text, they, for some reason he seems to be friends of St. Nicholas. So I guess it's a we are dealing with a bit of a, you know, Lucifer meets God or Jesus or whatever. I'm not quite clued up in that respect. Uh, but yeah, so I guess it's like either the devil and, and God kind of we're looking at here. So he's right. the anti-Father Christmas, I guess. Um, mainly around the Austrian, Bavarian, sort of Croatia, I guess, like Eastern Europe. It's, you know, don't want to lump everyone in. But, you know, hey, used to be Yugoslavia, so they've already done that. Um, anyway, <laughs> might be pagan in origin is what we're thinking. So it could be a bunch of us Brits dancing around the Maypole summoning this thing. <laughs> Who knows? 
It sounds like a whole Daredevil and Punisher scenario where Daredevil Santa, um, you know, he, he does the good stuff. Um, Ness, you know, gets his hand dirty every now and then, but then the Punisher comes in and really, really kicks ass, you know, to, you know, make sure people get what's coming to them. Yeah, pretty much, I guess. I mean, you could see it as the henchman for old old Saint Nick, I guess. Right, it's, okay. it's exactly that. So anyway, so there's traditional parades that they have um, called Krampuslauf, uh, and it's basically when young guys... I don't know why, just from what I've read, apparently, you know, can't be women, but we're in this Me Too world, so I, I completely uh, am okay with women doing it as well. That's absolutely fine, of course. Um, anyway, young men dress up to participate uh, in events that occur annually, mainly in Alpine towns. Not sure why. Maybe it has something to do with the mountain goat aesthetic. Goat man, nice. mountain goat, not sure. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, and so basically he, he is... A child, a child eater, I guess. I mean, right. I've forwarded a, a a photo that you might be able to see, but um, it's not very glamorous. Oh, it's a, yeah, he's no. stuffing kids into a bag. Uh, he's like yes. his back, and uh, the kid's looking pretty distressed because the 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 uh, the goat man has the um, like a really long tongue. Yeah, exactly. Or I mean, but then these girl sitting while her brother gets stuffed in the bag looks quite content actually like maybe well, she's been given some fight. apples mate because she's been given the apples so why wouldn't <laughs> oh. she be happy and oh she... maybe we're looking at a good and bad scenario she got the present and well you know he's the present for the Krampus oh yeah that makes sense you know he's well I mean he has been dressed up in a little sailor outfit so that was a crime enough in itself so indeed indeed <laughs> but I should mention that this this photo is actually from so everyone's obviously very accustomed with getting your your Christmas card. It's got like a, maybe a robin on it, maybe you know, uh, depending on how allegiant you are to the Royal Mail, maybe a lovely little Royal Mail letterbox in the snow. But this one is actually a Christmas card with the Krampus stuffing children into a bag. So it's actually got a Krampus carton, um, and these are these are cards you can give out at Christmas. Feel free, people. I mean, it's kind of the <laughs> anti-Christmas card, I guess. Well, that's amazing. Well, that's that's terrifying. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for that. That's that, really... that's okay. Well, you know, uh, I'll leave you with that nightmare fuel and good day. <laughs> Thanks very much. Okay, so uh, more to come. We'll be back after these messages. Life sometimes breeds regret and distrust. Life sometimes creates problems. But when problems arise, there lies a path for salvation. Here at Realization of the Mind at all, we are here as part of that road to redemption. We specialize in helping those disillusioned with those closest to them, who have chosen to walk down this lonely road. Have they realized the horrific impact that they've had on those associated? Well, if not, we are here to help. Realization of the Mind.org have created a five-step program. Once you have reached realization, life just flows like a river. Stagnation and ridicule will be a thing of the past. Join now by calling 0800 AirPods are not cool and take that leap into the realm of the real. Welcome to The Jab, the cotton bird stabbing news and views and information right in your ear canal with Mark and Rob. 
moving on to our Christmas movie discussion section with the age-old war of Love Actually versus Die Hard. Ooh, controversial. Indeed. Now, I mean, we all know what constitutes a Christmas movie in terms of, like, when it's fed to us, you know, things like After Christmas, Home Alone, clearly, obviously, a Christmas movie. Love it. Most people get very torn around Die Hard. So what are your thoughts on Die Hard being a Christmas movie, not a Christmas movie? What's going on here? 100% a Christmas movie. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's. there's no question. I don't even need to make an argument. I don't think it's just... It is a Christmas movie. I just don't understand anyone could not think that. Okay, okay. Well, well, I, I agree. It is a Christmas movie. But I know that another uh, bit of a peeve of yours is old love actually mate you're not a fan eh even though some might say it's the quintessential british christmas movie oh but it's so oh it's just it's just a two it's over the top it's just oh it's just i don't know all these people it's just so uh what's the word cliche cliche yeah, yeah, well, yeah. right on your tongue well luckily for you uh we've got a few stats here because you know there's nothing sexier uh, you know, maybe the Mrs. Claus in her stockings. Ooh. But uh, stats, stats are pretty hot. Anyway, we've uh, so love actually, mate. It's uh, 16 years now since that came out. Oh, well, time's flown by. It has indeed. It has indeed. And cost a lovely 45 mil to make, mate. Not a not chump change. Well, not a penny was wasted, obviously. Well, clearly, I mean, they've got Liam Neeson and Alan Rickman. I mean, what, what more do you... I mean, Alan Rickman's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure why he made, he was in that movie. Well, I'm, I'm assuming they just... Uh, well, I wouldn't like to think that he would just do it for the cash. I mean, he's a very artistic guy, but, um, yeah, yeah, but he, who knows? He wasted on him and he's, you know... I mean, he's in Harry Potter, for Christ's sake. Well, no, that's true. That's true. Um, but that 45, mate, that went on to spawn a lovely 248.5 mil. What? That's ridiculous. I know. I know. Crazy stuff. You sure it wasn't but just $248? Just, just actually, it might have been $2.48. And then <laughs> yeah. the 0.5 was just, uh, that's just a reoccurring, you know. Like when you're on a calculator and it just goes to infinity, that's that's what we're dealing with there. I think it's the decimal point is definitely in the wrong place. It it is a powerful thing, mate, the decimal point. But something that might give you solace, Mr. Rob, is it only got a sixty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which we know that is the go to critique for all movies. Absolutely. Uh sixty four percent oh okay then. That's still yeah, that's quite low actually, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I, I applaud you. Well done, indeed. I mean, I must admit, I do enjoy the whole scene with uh, Hugh Grant doing his his dance in Parliament. I mean, there are a lot of people that I think that today still believe that he may one day become Prime Minister. Oh, dear. Well, he can't. I mean, he'd be better than any of the idiots that are around at the moment, I'm sure. So true. in that respect, fair that... enough. I'll give you that one. True. Very true. Um, but Die Hard, mate. Die 31 years. 31? Bloody hell, that's, that's almost as old as me. I know. Insane. Insane. Giving it away there, Rob. Well, I'm 29, obviously. Of course. <laughs> um, so, we got a budget of 28 mil. Still, I mean, probably good money for back then, eh? Penny, well, I mean, they didn't... See, they just... They made, even, they made a movie that's 50 million times better, and they spent less money. I know that's true. I must admit that is the the kind of peeve at the moment with uh, 
current Hollywood, you know, just chucking money down the drain, basically. You don't need to spend a crazy amount to get quality. They use real bullets, you know. Oh, well, do tell. And they're cheap, wow, cheaper than bullets. fake ones, so they just use real bullets. And uh, Bruce Willis is basically John McClane. He is indestructible or unbreakable. Well, that's... that's what, oh, oh, unbreakable. Glass. That's that's for another time. <laughs> um, but uh, no, well, that's a good point, though. You're going to get more. You're going to get reality out of them, aren't you? Really, if you uh, make them scared on set. Well, yeah, I mean, much more. Lots of people died on that movie, mate. I mean, it was real, 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 real stuff. Well, there you go. Well, you know, it wasn't in vain because they made 140.8 mil back. So you know, with good margin, good margin there. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 that's. Wow, man. Surely now there must have been more in. Uh, I mean, imagine all the DVD sales by now. All the people have watched it. I mean, it must be unfathomable. I can't even say the word. Unfathomable. How do you say that word? Unfathomable. Uh, thank I don't you. Know if it is a word, um, but it is now. Well, oh, sorry. Uh, okay, carry on. No, 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 no. By all means, please. The elocution lessons on my time is absolutely <laughs> fine by me. Anyway, but this will probably make you happy, or not even happy, it's just going to completely justify something you already know to be true, is that it's got a 93% Rotten's Tomato score. Oh, well, there you go, 93. God, man, that's pretty sky high. In your face, love, actually. Exactly. I mean... I mean, I'm... I'm, You know, I like both movies, but I must admit that, uh, yeah... Christmas isn't Christmas without Die Hard, let's be honest. Thank you. I'm glad you agree. Yes, someone agrees with me. That means I must be correct. I know. I know that the people listening out there, if they are listening, they were hoping for a seething sort of rivalry between the two. But, I mean, you can't really go wrong when they both star Alan the Rickers Rickman. (laughs) Alan the Rickers Rickman. Rickman. My name is Alan Rickman. Ah, oh, what a what a voice. Ah, oh, it's amazing. I know, what a voice. It's all about not touching the teeth, I think, isn't it? The, that's the har, usual... Um... Har, har, <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it's all about that. Alan, it's, all about the... it's me, Alan. Hello. Alan. <laughs> we're very much... Uh, <laughs> we're very much going down the route of the trip here with old Coogan and Broyden. <laughs> um... Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yo, who is John McClane? That was terrible. Merry Christmas. It's fun to do that. That should be a game. It is. It should be a game. It should be. I think you could do probably a... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. A, well, it's got to be made into a drinking game, surely, somehow. you got to have, <laughs> got to have some tequila in your mouth. You go, I am Alan yeah. Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. You got to put the put the bottom jaw out, shove a uh, shot glass in there, so you got like the right. Got to get that that shape right. It's yeah. all about the shape. Uh, of the uh, mouth. Uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes you might get that shot whistle <laughs> when you speak. Of course. Yeah. Sorry, I've gone a little bit mental. Um, <coughs> well, I'm no, glad, to, right, mate. That was great. Okay, a good comparison of how you know. A movie can be shit and brilliant. Um, and if anyone exactly. disagrees with me, we are no longer friends. So that's how it works these days, isn't it? You disagree well, with people now long can't be friends with them anymore. Pretty much, mate. It is unlike. That's that's it, isn't it? Unlike and unsubscribe yeah. these days. Don't click that bell button for the notifications. 
is all I'm saying. No, no, we are no longer, you know, if you're no longer friends, we are going to unfollow. I'm going to unfollow you. Well, there you go. They're lost. They're lost, mate. So take that. They should all agree, you know. Otherwise, if we don't agree, that's uh, why would you want to talk to each other? It's stupid. You, you're not going to learn anything by talking to people, are you? Nah, nah, mate. Other people's opinions. Pff, don't need that. I've got my own, and I'll find people who have the same, and we can all just have a great party. Exactly, exactly. Finally, speaking sense. So, uh, well, that was great. Thanks, Mark, for that. I enjoyed that. Let's, uh, right, we'll be back shortly with letters to Santa for some adorable kids. See you soon after these messages. Yo, yeah, yo, are you worried of dying at work, leaving family and lurch? Then worry no more. Hiya, it's me, Sean Bean. You probably send me off telly. Then you'll know I got quite the hazardous career. Here at Sean Bean Life Insurance, I'll make sure you're covered. Whatever you do. Whether you're an international spy, planning an adventure trip to Mordor, or simply farmer in field. Call now and get a free Ivy's jacket. It's got me face on it. Just make sure that you've been seen with Sean Bean. Ta-ra! Terms and conditions apply. The monkeys have escaped the lab. Get your jab with Mark and Rob. I've got a letter here to Santa, and this, this letter is from Tangerine, age six and three quarters. Dear Santa, I know I've been good this year, as I've told my teacher about many bad things that I've seen this year. I was the one who made sure the headmistress knew about Mrs. Parsons kissing Mr. Twitch in the supply cupboard. I haven't seen Mrs. Parsons since, but then again, I didn't like her anyway. I made sure that I told all my friends that they smelled because I was told good children never lie. I would like for Christmas a pony. I would call him Officer Goofy. I love Goofy from Disney. Also, can I have some deodorant for my smelly friends so I don't have to smell them anymore? Thanks, Santa. Lots of love and niceness. Tangerine. Thanks, Tangerine. Now make sure Santa gets that letter. Um, sounds like you've been very, very honest. Now we'll have another letter. Mark, I think you've got another one. So yeah, it really is unfortunate that these letters got lost on their way, but I guess it's good that we found them so we can we can pass them on. Um, so this is Hans, age six. Dear Santa, please make sure my brother Simon has all of the tools to break into the American banks. Also... I would like a parachute to make sure I do not live my nightmare of being pushed over the edge of a skyscraper. Danke schön. And we've got one more letter here. Uh, this one doesn't have an age on it, but it just goes, Dear Santa, I want a microphone so I can become a superstar rapper. That's quite sweet. It's actually spelt rapper with a W. quite Christmas themed. Uh, and make the best songs and have all the money. So, Santa, please listen. I don't want toys or a kitten. Do as I say. I will get my way, or you'll have some fingers a missing. Peace. Uh, it's just signed J. Z. Um, hmm, okay. Well, I'm not sure that's the right way to go about things, but uh, thanks, thanks for uh, passing that one on. Um, back to you, Rob. <laughs> That's right. You're listening to the jab. All right. And welcome back. 
we've got a very special segment here. Um, I've, I've received a voiceover message from our friend Rant Robin, and he's going to tell us all about uh, Christmas and his feelings on Christmas. He hates himself. He hates everyone else. He is Rand Robin. You have one new message. Here we go again. That time of year when we're supposed to celebrate Christmas. I say celebrate, but isn't it really just an excuse to get absolutely battered? Spend more money that we don't have on people we don't even like anymore. You have a great present for someone, and then they open it and they show you as much joy and gratitude as if you just told them you'd stay trodden in dog shit. What is the bloody point? The kids already have everything, so they struggle to find something that they, that they prefer, but they prefer the box that came in. Little shits. None of them could grasp the idea that it's not about getting a new apple brick, it's about being miserable and forced to play crappy board games until someone inevitably loses their shit and tips the board game upside down. And they storms off in a rage because they lost. It's about waiting for your dad to say something offensive or argue with his 10-year-old granddaughter about who should be Prime Minister and what we should do with all the immigrants. For some reason, the old people still insist on watching the old deer with a crown on, saying some words that don't mean anything. No one gives a shit, you old posh bitch. We're all stuffed. We just want to fall asleep, crying, while Noel Edmonds makes some little kid's dream come true. So great shot for you morons, you Christmas-loving morons, who, who post their Christmas tree on the socials, gloating that they're so cool because they killed a tree. Piss off and stop pretending you're not going to get stressed that Christmas Day is going to be a complete disaster. And then you wish you hadn't even invited Aunt Linda because you can't stand her, but you got her because it's freaking Christmas. Merry bloody Christmas. I need a bloody drink. Wow, that that was powerful. Who is this guy? <laughs> he he just leaves a message on my phone and he rants rants about all this stuff and he's left me this one about Christmas. He gets really annoyed and I, I've never met this guy, but he um, he somehow got my number and has left me a message on my phone and has really struck a chord with me. I think. Yeah, well, all I can say, mate, powerful stuff. We're lucky to have him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean. I, I agree with some of it. I mean, not all of it, because it is a little bit, you know, he has sort of, he actually hates Christmas. I mean... Yeah, we were trending the line to the bar humbug stuff, I must admit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I get, you know, the the, the gratitude thing, I, I think I get that. Uh, you know, the, you know, you buy this stuff, you do buy stuff for kids, and they don't even really, they look at it and go, uh, yeah, great, what's next? Definitely, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's it. It's just flavour of the month what's yeah what's coming next what about you what was one of your like favorite toys growing up mate do you know or do you remember oh, favorite toy oh, i probably i mean i loved my like micro machines and that when i was a kid right? and the little versions of yeah. like yeah like planes and that i don't know my favorite toy i can't um maybe not favorite what... but like something that was really memorable i guess um yeah i think it was probably like get, getting all those. I had loads of micro machines because I I love playing with those and I, my yeah, yeah. I just my imagination was mental. So I uh, I was often I was like in those you know like the Muppets you know remember the Muppet Babies where they go off and make their own little, oh right you know, make like, their own like, world yeah yeah I remember yeah, those yeah. So what about you? Uh, me it was probably Action Man mate. I had loads of them. I guess it's kind of like the oh. male Barbie doll or whatever, but yeah, we had, it was always yeah, different scenarios, so you either had Jungle Action Man or Action Man in Space yeah, all sorts <laughs> of different things. One had a parachute, 
One had a bear as a sidekick. Who knows? Whoa, what? Know. That's amazing. I know. Pretty crazy. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, Whoa. I don't know. That was it. Exactly. One of those guys. So you ever had, had a bear as a sidekick? Man. That's fantastic. And I, I, I never had an action man. Um, that sounds amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, if anyone out there has any action men, please send them to Rob. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I'd love the one with a bear. That's just awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, and then you had like, like I say, you had like Moonlander action man and you had like, oh God, I can't even remember. There was pretty much any scenario. He's like the James Bond, I guess, of, wow. of toys. If you could take Daniel Craig, put him into a toy, that was him, sort of. Oh my god. Well, that, yeah, mate, that's amazing. That's blowing my mind a little bit. To indeed, be honest, indeed. I'm not sure I'm going to recover. Between that and Stretch Armstrong, you know. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Classic. My mate had a Stretch Armstrong, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christmas, you know, I had some good presents. I, I definitely can't ever complain about Christmas, though, for this is the presents I ever had. And welcome to the jam, the news that brings you views that you don't need because it's the news with your hosts. Mark and Rob. The Jam. And that about wraps it up. Thanks for joining us, guys, and being with us on your Christmas and sharing it with us. And we would just like to say thank you very much. And we're going to leave you with some of our final thoughts. It's the final thought. Just think about it. Thank you so much for joining me for my final thought of the day. There's only so much time in a day, 24 hours to be exact. But with all the excitement of Christmas Day, it's easy for that time to slip away. Without you knowing, or without you being sober enough to read the clock on your new Fitbit, which is a strange choice, because you haven't ran or even walked further than to your car since you were 21. The most important and eagerly anticipated decision to make is what Christmas movie will you watch this year? Will it be non-Christmas related films such as The Lion King, Fifty Shades of Grey, Uncle Buck or Cool Runnings? Or will it be the Christmas classics such as Bad Santa, Love Actually, Muppet Christmas Carol, or the hotly contested Christmas movie Die Hard? Now, I understand people say Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, but those people would be wrong. It's set at Christmas time, for goodness sake. What's more Christmassy than Christmas? Is it because it doesn't have the word Christmas in the title? Well, in that case, Love Actually isn't a Christmas movie either. And I'd like to know, is it Love Actually, or is it Love Actually? No idea, can't work it out. If you'd like to tell me, I'm all ears. So, Die Hard has everything you can ask for. It's got the Christmas spirit, it's got the murderous rage of a man and his thirst for bearer bonds, and one man who happens to be in the wrong place at the right time. He's a family man who just wants to spend time with his kids this Christmas and force his marriage to work. He's got so much morality and can't just walk away. Or that, and the building be on lockdown. He takes down the bad guys one by one and sends his foe a message, a Christmas message. Ho, ho, ho. Hans Gruber is the Grinch and John McClane is Sans himself. He saves Christmas for all those people in the Nakatami Plaza. So if there's a choice to be made, then I've already made it for you. I say, hate Christmas movies hard, but not die hard. Love hard and die actually. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Good night. Thought. Thought, thought. Just think about it.